This is The Playbook. My takeaway for the week is something that I thought of, and it's a counterintuitive, kind of productive and conflictual side of what people's perceptions are. What do I mean by that? It's how, David, are you at ease, but you work so hard or you have activity that you do so much of, you're so productive. How is it that you can be at ease, but it's not easy? And that's my takeaway. And let me explain what that takeaway means. How can you be at ease if it's not easy? Well, it's not easy and you have to be at ease in order to effectuate easy. And so this counterintuitive, counterproductive, counterconflictual idea of being at ease, even though it's not easy, stems from understanding and led me to the biggest epiphany that I've had in a while, which is time is the only dependent variable of the trillions of variables that exist today. Time is the only dependent variable. It is the only variable that we can quantify all that's objective and all that's subjective. Time is the only way that can we do it. And the distinguishment of time lies between at ease and being not easy, meaning that time itself that is existing in three different realms, the past, the present, and the future. Time exists in all realms of infinity and abundance. Time exists in a different way in the past, present, and future, but still in the present allows us to use it as a dependent variable. What do I mean by this about being at ease but not being easy? What do I mean by time being dependent variable that allows us to quantify our progress, our acceleration towards what we think we want, our improvement, our lessons? How is this all possible? Well, first, time is the infinite variable of our past, limited only by the meaning that we give these defined moments. Well, how do we distinguish, how do we quantify how well or what meaning aligned with or synergistic or supplementary to where we want to be, we're using our past. And it's how much time as a dependent variable, how much time are we spending outside of the correct meaning of our past? How much time are we giving a interfering meaning to our past that deters us, resists us, creates void shortages and obstacles for us to traject ourselves, project ourselves, accelerate, into a future that we want. And so if we look at time as a quantifiable, dependable, dependent variable in our past to see the progress that we're making saying, man, I used to spend weeks just in my own way. I can't get over this in my past. I still see myself you know, as just a loser because I lost over a hundred million dollars and went bankrupt or Am I just spending minutes and moments in that fear-based consciousness, giving the wrong meaning only for minutes and moments, not days, weeks, months, or years of inflection points, defining moments of my past that may have occurred in snapshots of high school friends or my family or my siblings or my parents or whatever it is. So understanding that you can be at ease the majority of the time, but it's not easy is really essential. It's a great takeaway to give the right meaning of our past in order to accelerate to a future that we want. In the present, it's especially applicable in the fact that it is only limited, the president, 
the present is only limited by the 24 hours that we're given a collective consciousness, a man-made construct that everybody on earth adheres to the man-made construct of time 24 hours. And so if we can tell ourselves that it's not going to be easy to be productive, accessible, and gracious, but the more time I spend at ease identifying fear and utilize it in either the ability to get me up, get me back up, get me started, get me back started, or utilizing it to get out of my own to be at ease while I'm still productive, accessible, and gracious, while I'm efficient, effective, and statistically successful, while I'm doing my best to learn lessons and have fun, while I'm putting everything in the empty mile every single day. I'm not going the extra mile every once in a while because I think that if easy is ease, easy is not ease. Being at ease is not easy and easy is not being at ease. Being productive, accessible, and gracious allows you to be at ease. Being at ease allows you to access the most powerful, omniscient, all-knowing, omnipresent source of power that you have, an omniscient, all-knowing power that protects and promotes you at all times, puts you in a better place, a better situation, accelerates you in that trajectory. So now we know time in the past is a dependent variable to the subjective meaning that we give our past. And time, of course, is the best way to understand the minutes and moments we spend outside of productivity, accessibility, and gratitude. And of course, time can be a dependent variable for our future, the infinite future that we have, because getting out of our own way is the only way to put us at ease, because the only thing that deters us, sets void shortages and obstacles and resistance, the only thing that stops us from being where we want to be to a better place, a better situation, in a trajectory of what we think we want in the future, an outrageous, audacious future that we should dream of by using the practicality of the day and the meaning of the past to get there, time is the dependent variable because we can determine how much time are we spending in our own way because we're the only limitation of our future. We've always been the only limitation of our future. That's why we have to enjoy the consistent, persistent pursuit of our potential, taking these takeaways to be at ease, but it's not easy to be at ease. And it does take the consistent, persistent pursuit of our potential. Therefore, if we can enjoy that, we can be at ease while we're consistent and persistent in the pursuit of that potential, utilizing time as a dependent variable to give different meanings more of the time to our past, to utilize time in the present, and to have and utilize infinite time in the future with audacious, outrageous objectives in a trajectory towards those. So I want everybody to think about number one, time as a dependent variable, and then two, it ain't easy to be at ease. And that's the antithesis of the counterproductive, counterintuitive, counterconflictual idea of how can it not be easy to be at ease because you have to utilize all that productivity, accessibility, and gratitude to be at ease and utilize time as a dependent variable. Hopefully, I did not confuse too many people too many of the times. I try my best to meet people where they're at. This one's a little bit ethereal, a little bit out there. So if you do have questions, I'm more than happy. I created a guide about being at ease, about utilizing the ability to identify fear and utilize it in the correct manner and utilize time as a dependent variable. So just email me to understand it's not easy to be at ease. 
but when you're at ease, you will be at please. You will allow everything you want to happen rapidly and accurately. All right, Jakey Bakey, that's my takeaway. It's time to let everyone else share what they've learned. Let's make sure that we are codifying, repositing what resonates with you and creating a system to access it. Let's start with our first takeaway of the week. We've got Kyle Sullivan in the room. Kyle, if you can please unmute yourself and welcome to uh, the Breakfast of Champions. Absolutely. Thanks, Jake. Thanks, David, for that share. Uh, as you were talking, my big takeaway of the week is that there is the prize is in the process and being able to use all of the time, the lessons of the past, the, the lessons of the present is that journey. And there's nobody that is further ahead of you that's ever going to boo at you. So the loudest boos come from the cheapest seats. And so as we are all pushing for uh, understanding that we are playing chess, not checkers, how we get ahead of the game of life and success that we're looking to build, there's nobody that's ahead of you that's ever going to boo for what you're pushing for. And so understanding that if they are booing, then it is something in them that they have to deal with. It's not about you. So keep pushing, understanding that you are the, uh, you are the reason. You are the reason that it has been placed inside of you for uh, a purpose and a reason and a season and that the prize is truly in the process of growth and uh, that's been my biggest biggest lesson this week and biggest takeaway thank y'all i love that the process is the habit machines our behaviors compound and aggregate upon themselves and if we don't have process we don't have consistent and persistent process but beyond that if we look behind us and are stumbling over the speed bumps behind us, the booze behind us, we're going to have enough booze in front of us, but the booze behind it, I always say, why is it that every hater, if given the pragmatic choice to switch with me would, but yet they're hating, they're attacking, they're judging and putting conditions on me. But if I took my life, pragmatically and said, hey, you can have my houses, you can have my money, you can have my family, you can have my health, you can have my profession, you can have all this, not putting my name to it, of course, because it's the name that attracts the attacks. It's the name that gets the judgments and conditions and the separation of the ego-based consciousness that creates a separation of inferiority, superiority that lies within that person, not within me. But the boos are the bumps behind me, and I'm not going to stumble over the bumps behind me because I know if I listed out who I am and what I am doing to empower other people to be happy and said, hey, you know, not, no, not a name, but a list of capabilities, would you switch your capabilities with mine? Most of the booers, if not every single one, would say, well, that's what I'm dreaming about. I'd love to have all of that. Then why are you booing the name? Why... Are you booing the name? Are you like me in 2006, looking at a jacket with no pockets after everybody told you that money does not buy love or happiness, that you are a person who hates their own family, hates their friends, hates their own wife, and then realize that you hate yourself? I know what it's like. I've been there in 2006. I was worth over $100 million hating on everybody judgment condition and separation and realize as i looked at a gift that was given to me when i was 30 years old by my dad that i hate myself so don't stumble on those bumps behind you don't stumble on the booze behind you as well just learn to love you and do what you can do 
to relieve the booze and just allow yourself to do your best learn lessons and have fun. Surround yourself with the right people and the right idea. Join our community here on Breakfast of Champions, a community of sponsors and power sponsors, people that want to help each other and people that know people who want to help us. So let's make that happen. Kyle, you made me smile. Thanks so much for joining us and kicking off with an unbelievable takeaway. Remember, if Kyle's takeaway resonates with you, then reposit it and figure out a system to access it. If it doesn't, it's time for the next takeaway. Jake, well, who do we got? Perfect. I love that nickname, by the way, too, Dave. Kyle, you made me smile. That's uh, that's a great one. Noah Crane, welcome to the clubhouse. If you want to unmute yourself and share your takeaway of the week. Hi, um, great. Thank you, Jake, so much. Thank you, David, for all your wisdom always. Um, I love gratitude. To me, it's just incredible. And for me, it's just um, to intentional with what I do every day. And um, what I do is I, I used to work out in the morning and now I realize that it's more important for me to get my business worked on and to do other things that are a priority. And then I'll leave my workouts for the end of the day because I feel that works better for me because I get tired sometimes when I work out and I feel like I'm less productive. Some people are more productive when they work out. I feel like I get less productive. It's about knowing myself and knowing what works and uh, making it a priority um, to get the things that are important done. And you feel good when you get things done. So that's what I can share for right now. Thank you so much, Jake and David and everyone in the room. Oh, thank you for reminding us about the importance of gratitude. But more importantly, what I love about your share is something that took me years to understand. And that's everybody's not me. Just because I have an unwinding routine, just because I wake up at 4 a.m. just because I love to meditate when I first wake up to transcend the recovery and access that I get when I unwind. Just because I love to work out in the morning and I feel better doesn't mean that everybody does. Just like, just because that lesson that you just shared resonates so much with me doesn't mean it's going to resonate with everybody. In fact, it will automatically resonate with about 10% of the people in here. It will automatically be like uh, Tabasco on a wound. It'll automatically separate 10% of the people and they'll completely disagree with you and not understand that everybody is part and parcel, but different and the same and connected to and through, even though they don't like or dislike the same things. The consistent message, though, is the 80% that exists in the middle are on the spectrum of resonation in that frequency and have a possibility or even a probability of understanding, connecting, and aligning with their own uh, awareness that everybody's the same and everybody's different. And that we all are the same in the fact that we want to be happy. We want to learn lessons and have fun. We want to make a lot of money, help a lot of people and have a lot of fun. Or maybe we don't, but we all are the same that we are one. But within the context of one, we are so different as we make one. And the differences lie into what best resonates with us. If working out in the afternoon resonates with us. But I believe that our existence, our health is primary that i believe that but that doesn't mean that health doesn't mean what what if your perspective is that you value not living over living that you believe beyond any doubt that the next life is better than this life then why waste your time on this life 
Why waste your time? And I'm okay with that. I used to not be okay with that at all. People that believe that this life wasn't everything and that we can't do the most we can in this life. But I'm okay with people that, because I don't know. The only reason I tell people that there's even an afterlife is I don't know, but I know for me, it's more positive to believe there's a life after this one than just thinking this is it. It seems to be more abundant, appreciative, and more valuable in a value-add world, not a zero-sum world. A value-add world seems much more of a value to me than it does to other people or the same. So I want to appreciate the takeaway that everyone is the same, but everyone is different within the context of the same. Just like my takeaway, it's not easy to be at ease. It's not easy to be at ease. Let's all live ignorant humility. Let's all ask for help. Let's all show up as a community. Let's all be grateful, forgiving, accountable, and inspired, effectively communicating not only with each other, but with the great source, the omniscient, all-powerful, all-knowing source to improve, to accelerate, to grow towards the trajectory of what we think we want for us, not for what other people want, not what's missing, not what you don't have. 